You don't know everything about me. I've lived a lot of lives. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of July 11th, 2021. This is episode 145. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Latest poll out there on the social medias, Facebook group, and Twitter is what is your favorite Walt Disney World nighttime spectacular and thank you for everyone who voted and put your opinions in there the choices I put up on Twitter you can only do four so it's a little more limited Facebook I was able to put a lot more there's a difference between the polling so make sure you check them both out so you had wishes happily ever after phantasmic and obviously the obligatory other because I can't list them all. 50%. 50, oh, I'm going to start off with, I already mentioned the 50%. 50% of you, wishes is your favorite one. That was the one that took the cake. People still love wishes. And as Matt and I, Matt Merlino and I got into it, it probably has a lot of it to do, and we never really fully got to touch on this, about the music. The music, I think, really is what drives a lot of these these nighttime shows. So 50% went to Wishes, 25% said Happily Ever After, and 25% said Others. Uh, people wrote in Spectral Magic as being ones that they love. And the parades, absolutely the parades are wonderful. And we really, again, we didn't touch in on the parades. And that could be a whole nother episode in itself. Top, top Disney World parades. Nighttime parades. Well... There's only two nighttime parades. But the, the the parades as well. So there you have it. Straight from the polls. Thank you again for everyone participating. And make sure to pay attention this weekend for the latest poll out there and putting your, your votes in. Speaking of polls, for this week's live episode, I'm happy to announce will be a top five Loki moments. Everyone wants to talk Loki? We're talking Loki this Saturday Night Live on YouTube, 10 p.m. Eastern. So join in for our top five Loki moments. We'll be back after these messages from our friends and sponsors. Well, hello there. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the Disney Marvels podcast. If you have a little bit of free time and you'd like to check out something a little bit different, I encourage you to listen to the chat Disney podcast. My name is Mercedes and I am one half of the Chat Disney podcast. Myself and my friend Tash are both based in the UK and we give a female British view on all things Disney from parks, movies and even more. Check out the Chat Disney podcast at chatdisney.co.uk. And now on with the show. The movie industry 
is in such disarray at this time. In especially especially the theaters are hurting. There is a pain that they feel. And we don't know how to fix it. What the theaters need is a hero. And as all good movie studios want to do is provide a hero. The obvious choice has stepped up and provided the movie theaters this hero. And this could be obviously seen in the box office results for Marvel Studios' Black Widow that made over $230 million. Post-COVID, I'm going to go on a let say this is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest post-COVID movie release Granted, this is numbers with inter, um, international theaters and Disney Plus dollars, but Disney Plus dollars was still about 80, 80 million, I think, or 80,000. But this primarily was in the theaters. Big numbers. Big numbers that we have not seen in theaters in over a year, and the theaters are thankful. And we are thankful for being able to see Black Widow. And we're even more thankful to have Isaac back with us talking about this the man who knows where to find an old russian helicopter when you need one how you doing isaac i, I wouldn't say that i know where a, a russian helicopter would be found but uh um sorry about that that was a horrible russian accent but anyway uh no right. invest with lots of pockets invest with lots of pockets though but no it, it was it was good um but uh, yeah, no, Black Widow. It's it, it was an interesting film, man. Um, an interesting film, and it, it's kind of it, it's kind of weird that you said movies because uh, movie theaters. Because honestly, I, I will come to admit, like I've seen almost unfortunately not not almost. I, I have not seen any of the Iron Man's, but that's that's just my own prejudice. But uh, but I have seen every other MCU film in in, in the theaters up till Black Widow, and. Um, right. Uh, so I know it's, it's it's just great. You had that beautiful monologue of people going back to the theaters, and I decided to see this one at home. Uh, I, I I have to admit, so did I. And <laughs> economically, it actually works out better for me because there's five of us. Yeah. So thirty dollars for five people versus fifty plus dollars for. Yeah. No, it's it makes sense, man. It, it it's a cash, but but other than that, um. You know, I, I'm going to let you start off. So how, what did you think about the film? I can't say I loved it. I can't say, like some of my good friends, I didn't hate it either. Um, or if anyone knows Matt Leonard they, uh, personally, they would know why I say this. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I thought there was a lot more exposition to this movie than most Marvel movies. Uh, it wasn't like an Ant-Man where you tried to be, or Guardians, where you try to be more humorous. Mm. It wasn't like Winter Soldier trying to be more a political thriller. I, I, I really, they say it, they... In the official write-up, it says that it's a spy thriller. And even that, I think, at times is kind of uh, maybe a stretch. Um, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. 
it does not make my top half of Marvel movies. Oh, if that, it, you know, just to, to put that out there, I guess a little early, but gotcha. um, I but I I did enjoy it. I like what they did. I liked learning more about Black Widow uh, in her. We learn more without learning too much more. Mm-hmm. I feel, um, you know, because you start off thinking one thing where they, they introduce and for anyone who hasn't seen it, I, I'm. We're going to go into some details here, obviously, to be able to remove the, review the movie properly. Spoiler warnings. <laughs> yes, it's just kind of a spoiler warning right there. Um, where you open up the movie and you see this young girl. And you kind of obviously figure, okay, that's that's Natasha. That's, that's Black Widow. Um, but, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember them actually referring to her as Natasha at that point. I don't think, I don't remember. I don't think they did. I don't, I don't think, they, think they gave either girl a name at that point. I don't think they really referred to them. They maybe have. I don't think they referred to Natasha as Natasha. But I think no. I'm be wrong. I don't think I don't think so. I think I'm pretty sure they left it rather ambiguous. Yes. Uh, you just kind of figure, okay, this is who it's going to become. And and then, instead, like a good movie, instead of telling you, they showed you mm-hmm. the, the transformation. Yeah. Um. And it, it kind of the beginning kind of remember reminded me of the show The Americans. Yeah. And uh-huh. and, and the the setup and the you know the, the Russian spies planted in America to sabotage and and do stuff. Uh and then okay, so this nerdy guy turns out to be okay, the, the Red Guardian character that you know um we'll later get more into. But I, uh, I, I like the progression of the story. I liked, you know, anytime I see Marvel characters, you know, I, I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm down for that. So, but yeah, all in all, I enjoyed it. We'll give our, our you know, my final uh, number rating a little bit later. But uh, yeah, so that that's kind of in a summary. Um. I like the action. There wasn't as much action as one would probably expect out of this movie, I felt. I thought at some points the story was rushed. Char- some character development, I think, was some was rushed. Um, but uh, I thought the payoff at the end was good. And the post credit scene, I thought, was what I was hoping for. All right. Cool, cool. How about you? Um, so, like I said earlier um, in, in, in the introduction of this podcast, like I said, I fortunately am a big movie theater. I would love to go out to see these films. And, and like I, I mentioned, I, almost other than the Iron Man films, I have seen almost every MCU film up to date, except for Black Widow. And I chose to stay home. And a part of me is kind of happy I did not see this in movie theaters. And the reason why I kind of said this... Now, I, I, there are a little bit of factors that I think that played into my reasoning why I think Black Widow, um, um, in my eyes, wasn't, it wasn't a bad film, but really maybe wasn't at the level 
of everything up to this point. I think one, I think that I, I don't know if anybody's paying attention. I think the, the and the people that that were running uh, DC at the time, you know, I, I, I Matt, if you remember, I think Bob Iger even mentioned it in his book that the people that were running in the beginning thought that uh, there's no money to be made in having a woman superhero at that time, which completely. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, 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 a, a certain Wonder Woman would say otherwise, and in later form, uh, uh, Captain Captain Marvel said, uh, "No, uh, you're wrong." Yeah. On um, so that's one. So I think not releasing it properly within the proper time scale, where where this movie should have been placed in. Uh, I think kind of affected it, affected my idea in terms of story to quality because eventually now we we eventually know what happened to Natasha Romanoff's uh, ending. We've we've already seen what happened to it, so I think it kind of affected the placement of the film because we already knew what happened. Um, another thing, um, yeah, as you said to me, it, it, this movie came what six years too late. Six years way too late, and I think it affected the quality of it. Now, I, I think if a person were to sit down and watch this chronologically down the road, I think the movie would probably be a far more better watch down the road than as opposed to it now. Um, and also, even even if we didn't have a pandemic, which again hurt hurt this film as well, I think even the movie where it came out even before the pandemic, I think that I would still had said that this movie came out still way too late just because of his placement due to uh, back backseat politics. Uh, another issue I kind of had to um, another I think thing that I think hurt this film in my eyes is uh, and I don't know if you were thinking this back in the day uh, we just we, we just came through watching a lot of good stuff for Disney Plus uh, uh, like a lot of good stuff for Disney yeah. Plus had the opportunity to kind of sit with these characters and kind of be able to develop more of that report. Not only just the main character that didn't have a lot of time to shine within the films, but the other side characters that you liked. And and I feel like within this film, I think it almost felt like maybe Black Widow could have served as more as a as a series on Disney Plus. Because I listen, I mean. I, as much I love Scarlett Johansson, um, she was not in this film. I, I gotta kind of have to say this fact: this was not her film. This was more. This was more of the side characters, mostly Florence Pugh's character that kind of stole this whole entire film throughout this entire se- uh, throughout the entire time I was watching it. And, and I have it, a theory on that. I I think that was done purposely. No, and I know it's done very purposely too. I I I know where you're going with that too. Yeah. Know why? I I think I know why Disney did what they did. Um, and and I think it's very obvious. And I think it's completely obvious. But 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 even if the, we but but even if even if we can't, both of us are coming to the conclusion, let's just even say that Black Widow alone was just a standalone film, it wasn't even part of the MCU. It, Scarlett Johansson just was not in this film at all. Even if it was just its own standalone film, it just felt like everybody else just kind of came in and outshined her and in a film that really was kind of supposed to be dedicated to her and, and, and her final journey. Um, her final journey and just us as fans to give her closure and stuff like that. I thought 
to me just felt like it just felt like a big disservice to to the Black Widow character that this is kind of what they went with. Or this is what they kind of came up with. Again, I think there were some okay ideas with it, but I just think I, I just think it it just it 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 really I think they could have done better for 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 Scarlett Johansson's send off. I in my opinion, I just feel like everybody else was just kind of taking over the reins, and just Scarlett was just kind of always in the backseat over everybody else, and that's how I came off looking at this film. Unfortunately, at, at the end, when it's all said and done. Yeah, it it was more Yasinia's. Um, we followed with Yasinia, the development of that character, and it was better, more stronger written. There was more written about Yasinia, and you found out more about that character. And like I said, I, we both assume, and I'm just going to come out and say that that's going to be the Black Widow character now moving forward. Oh yeah, in the the MCU. Yeah, they have. They had. And and, and I'm sorry to jump in. It yeah. was they had to, and it, there was a reason why they they gave her more of that spotlight. It's just because they had to, they 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 knew that they had to how to balance her out. But we have to set up to the next mantle because basically this film was more of a her as being black in a weird way becoming this, but it was more of a mantle pass off than anything yep. else. Um, than actually kind of a movie dedicated to Scarlett Joe's Natasha Ravenel's character. And um, I, I, again, I understand what they did that, but they, they, they could have, they could have, they could have given, if, if, if that was the case, um, maybe they could have done, they could have given Florence Pugh's character, Yana, a, a Disney Plus series. I don't know why they could have gone that route and just kind of give her the opportunity to build through that. Um, again, ending credits show uh, that's going to be something different, but I'm not going to reveal that until later on. I think this definitely would have benefited better as a Disney Plus series in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Also, though, at the time that they were making it, Disney Plus hadn't launched yet. They didn't know what they were be getting into and if you follow the production line um you this would have been the first marvel mcu (laughs) disney plus show um that would have been a huge risk and i don't know even if they did at that point go with the disney plus limited run series would have necessarily been done properly because they don't think they would all the cogs wouldn't have been in place. Um, we wouldn't have had a Mandalorian to to set that high bar that everything else has you know followed ever since. We um you know WandaVision, some of the quirks and tweaks that people said about that, and that was one of the first shows out. Um Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So you 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 got a bunch of different things like that. Um. So yeah, I, I. But in hindsight, if I would have been happier with them to do a production now, or started last year, some at some point somehow, to release in the next upcoming months, a limited run Disney Plus series, then the film we got, yes, Scarlett Johansson. You could feel like okay, uh, she's already buried this character. End of Endgame, she buried the character. 
and yeah. she'd kind of. It, it almost felt like she was kind of just kind of. Oh, I don't want to say she was phoning it in and walking through the motions though, but it just seemed like there was just very little of her in this entire. The energy wasn't there. Wow. Oh. The energy that she normally brought into the character, I didn't feel was was as there. I mean, she was playing a tired character, but she felt tired herself. You mean the actress that played uh, Scarlett? Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. But even the character of Black Widow, you know, she's she's on the run again, and you know the the point where she you could see her getting changed, and there's the giant bruise on her back and 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 stuff. Yeah, I I think some of it, I think some of the stuff that they put the character through was a little excessive, even for her character, being that they're they're specially trained, but they're not super soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just kind of have to go with the Fast and Furious model at this point. <laughs> That's not a good model. It's just. You know, I would say the same thing too, but you know, it's just like you know, you just you're watching a movie at this point because yeah, I mean, listen, there, there should be a lot of things I should have killed them both, but like you know, she she falls from a twenty story building and lands, but I mean, not only does she fall from a twenty story building, she falls from a twenty four story building and hits some stuff on the way down. Let alone she falls like out of the air. She falls 500 feet from the air from a falling satellite, but like you know, like we're not, <laughs> and still land safely, but like you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I mean, the the end conflict was was the jumping forward. I that was one of my favorite parts was on the satellite and the stuff that was developing and going on there, and the free fall fight was pretty cool, but. I didn't like the resolve as much mm-hmm. for that reason. Also, that the Red Guardian and the the quote unquote mother character um, just randomly show back up. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, just you know, it, it was. Yeah, it, it, again, it was trying to build this whole idea of uh, family. Um, you know, they were trying to sell the whole yeah. family. I used that that dynamic and and well even though that the family wasn't real you know they were just a bunch of spy operatives but at the end of the day they didn't you know they sat down and tried to they really had to sell this build this whole family dynamic and again I, again it would have served better if this was a series because then you had an opportunity to dive into Florence Pusker, David Harbour's Rachel Weiss's character and how that family dynamics which would have led to them all coming together to take down the red room um mm-hmm. Which was a flown satellite and fucking sorry. I don't know who knows that. But uh <laughs> was, what um, was that? Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the Red Guardian, I was really looking forward to learning, you know, seeing this Red Guardian character, and I thought again he was kind of an afterthought in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, you, you had that one touching moment where he is with Yasenya's uh, character, mm-hmm. the quote unquote youngest daughter. Or Black Widow's sister. And he's talking to her. And they're kind of going through this motion of her rejecting him. And then him saying, well, no, this is that might be how you remembered. But I kind of, I remember details of, of things slightly differently. And that, you know, and 
you know, I I did care for you, and the, you know, there the, the, you you started to build something there, mm-hmm. but that was like the only point. Yeah. You know, him in the the jail arm wrestling. Okay, you 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 know, you're starting again a, a character development of trying to start a character development of him you know and he's talking about oh, i remember fighting captain america and then someone you know points out wait what year was this oh 1980 captain america was still on ice at that point but i think that maybe does this harden back that you know there there was other captain americas that the um u.s army was was tinkering with well yes. that's a storyline they could always explore at some other point yeah, and it kind of would make sense because, like, a lot of Russian, whatever, some, like, again, they had, like, Russian spies over there. They probably had a couple of Black Widows way before Natasha came in. Again, the, the series does have Black Widows. So they probably managed to get some intel of secrets, be able to develop their own super serum form, formula, as you could have seen, probably, as you could have seen through um, the eyes of uh, the Winter Soldier, which was probably one of the first people they tried to develop, and then probably the formula was later on developed to Russia, which you got in with David Harbour's character, the Red Guardian. So uh, that's probably the more advanced version of that super serum from under Russian guide after what they learned through Winter Soldier and stuff like that. So yep. uh, I, I'm not, again, yeah, so that that would have sat down and totally made sense. Um, but I, in terms of performances, like, like, what, what, what did you think? Uh, okay, let's just go through all, all, all certain characters. Uh, let, let's just start with Florence Pugh. She was the most exciting part of this whole film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, every time she talked, she was amazing. I I love, I, I love Florence Pugh. I, I loved when, I, I I don't know if anybody's seen her. I, I, uh, there was a film called uh, Fighting With My Family, when uh, directed Under the Rock, where she played uh, pay, uh, the WWE wrestler um, uh, Paige. Paige, WWE wrestler Paige. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would, that's, that, that's my first time seeing her credits, and she's done a lot of great stuff. So when I heard that, uh, so when, um, you know. These, these Little Women. Little Women, yes. That was also the closest one. And then she was in that horror film that came out a couple of years ago. But, um, uh, Missing... Falling. Uh, no, I think it was Missing... Missing... Missing New York? I forgot. It begins Marcella? with... Marcella? No, 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 no. It was, like, a weird horror indie film by A... I think A42. But, uh... But she was in that. It was Missing New York or something like that. I think... I forgot the name. But, uh, either way, it... She... It, I'm, I'm glad that DC managed to get young talent like her, because she just... She, 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 Yelena was just great throughout this whole film, especially the part. Uh, oh man, as, as, uh, especially one, one cool, cool part uh, throughout this whole entire film, which was great. Um, the the part where uh, in the scene where she sits down and. I forgot. I forgot when they were in the, they were in the, the uh, in the uh, wow they were in the convenience store and then and then you know, uh, Yelena mocks Natasha about her poses that she does. Um, it's just completely insane, completely, utterly, utterly insane, which is just just insane. She was definitely, I think, the strongest character, Yesenia. Um, she. 
between the actress and like we said, I don't know what was going on with with Scarlett Johansson, but it was the I and I think that you know kind of plays into the name Black Widow. We find out okay, we know Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, but she's not the only Black Widow. Of course, yeah. I'm making sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, she her performance. You can feel the pain from her of what she's been through. The the real you know the transformation that you see the character going through, realization of how she's gotten out of it and realize what she's done. I think in some ways how they've bet, built up the Black Widow program in the the mind control and the the programming. Yeah. And now there's this antidote. There's always an antidote. <laughs> but the, the thing that yeah. um, the red luster dust that takes them, uh, makes them realize what they've, what they've done. Um, in some ways, knowing that now, okay, I could believe that. All right, mm-hmm. sure. I, you know, I, I could go along with that, whatever. So then how did... Scar Johansson's Black Widow get out of it. Yeah, that's the, a lot of the things that were still not answered. And I guess something that might have to do with Budapest when he was, was playing maybe back in the day kind of helped her kind of ease her way back in it. So uh, nobody really understands. Yeah, like, again, a lot of plot points that just, uh, again, I guess you'll take it or leave it at this point. Because, and yeah. I'm not going to really be able to explain that now, moving forward now that kind of Scarlet's kind of done um, playing this character though, but now I said Florence Pugh was the most fun part about this whole film. Every time she was like, "Ah, oh, dude, she she was the person that you love to be around with because everything that she did was fun and quippy and just excited." Anytime she talked, and then, you know what's really great because she was able to she 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 was the one out of everybody that really committed to this Russian accent, and I think her voice. Mm-hmm. It, it really so that's what makes it fantastic like to listen to her and she was fun to listen throughout this whole entire film which was great uh i think david harvard also kind of just goes around i think david harvard was also the next fun thing about this whole film too and how david and florence played off of each other was also great i thought he yeah. was I, I feel, especially in the moment where he goes to console um, Pew, and Pew has uh, was was Elena, and she wants nothing to do with Alexei because Alexei is just let's be it, he's not the smartest, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Um, and there, it, it, it kind of felt like a Stranger Things moment where he's playing his David Harbour character when he starts singing American Pie to her. It yes. felt, it felt and very Stranger Things when he's like talking to Eleven, which I thought was really fantastic about that. And- and that's the moment I'm talking about that whenever, you know, we, we start building that moment between them. Yeah. And I think if we had a few more of those moments would even been better uh, yeah. because you get a lot of character development between the two of them. You know, that whole dinner scene that you could tell Yesenia loved being there. Yeah. That that character loved being there and no one else did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. But she is going back to that childhood that was ripped away from her. Yeah, yeah in, a, in a story sense, which, you know, you really do. And, and to her, that, that that's all she wanted. Uh, and, and, and it's great between her and the, the little girl actress. She still carried that same energy, which was yeah. really 
pick up. You you really do notice that that she really, she, to her, it was everything to her. Her being in Ohio, being in this whole family situation was everything to her, and that was pulled away from her. And I think that's one of the reasons why you really, really relate to her because she was the more excited character to be in this whole situation. She just just everything was great for her. Uh, Rachel Wise's character. Uh, I think also did a fantastic job in this too. Um, you know, she had her she had her fun little moments. I don't think she was the most impactful character, but I think she 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 found her place within within the script that within the movie at times, um, which I thought was fine. But uh, great, not the best out of there between that and, and Scarlet's, but. I think she she kind of she she helped move the plot along. I thought through. I was okay with the development of that character. I would, again would like to have seen a little more, yeah. but I liked how that character played out, and I liked how that character. Um... I agree. I wish there was more development. You didn't really see that much was was Alexi and Yolanda versus Milena was everybody else. I wish they would have played a little bit more with that. Yeah, Alexi's the the Red Guardians character was the one that I think I was actually the most disappointed in because I felt like we really didn't get enough of that character. I agree. I I totally agree. But again, with David Harbour, what he had to work with, I thought did a really good job within the short period of time. Yeah. To to really convince us that, you know, even though he's the klutz father operative and thing, he really does care about these women, you know? Yes. You know, like, even though he doesn't really do a good job of showing it, he's more country over family, but he really does care about them all so much. And you, and, and for the, again, short period of time, he was able to display that. And I was, fun. so to that, I'm, I'm fine with how his character went off. Yeah, I was, I was expecting out maybe just, I don't know, in my mind, to have a, a slightly more big redeeming section for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt like I didn't get that. Now, maybe my expectations for his character were, were know, set a little higher for some reason. But, uh, I mean, he was fine. What I got with him was fine. I just wanted more. And I guess in some ways that's a good thing. Yeah. And, and, I think, get... and, and what's really great about what was, I feel like with these three characters moving forward is we don't know what happened to him after Endgame. No. So they're still out there. They're still. I mean, we're. I mean, we're clearly going to see uh, Yolanda back. That that's that's a true given. And uh, sooner than later. Yeah, very sooner than later. Um, especially, you know, what they what they do with with the. I mean, are are, are we past like we're we're we're, we're spoiling? We're, are we getting spoiled? <laughs> well, we said we we said so before. So yeah. I, I mean, we, we could we she's showing up in Hawkeye. I'll put it out there. Yeah, she's showing up in Hawkeye. Yeah, she's showing up in Hawkeye, which is exactly and um, um, spoiler one and on that. But in terms of other parts of the film, uh, yeah, but but like and, and especially what happens after the end of the whole, you know, again the whole room being in the sky and eventually coming down, um, and now kind of freeing all the other widows. Two, also you have to you also have to consider yourself. Um, there are other widows out there now. There are kind of rogue agents kind of just hiding in. So what what happens to them now Now that everything's kind of gone a little rogue at, at this point, you know? Um, that I, I feel like that's a very interesting uh, uh, situation. 
um, uh, I'm looking forward into the film. Um, Another character, what um, Ray Winstone's character who played uh, Drakov? What what did you feel about his his character uh, in, in the film? I noticed he didn't care about giving an accent. If you notice, he just never he just like hey let he me never st-. got into that. He never really did. He just felt like you know what I, he looked like he woke up at five mi- like five minutes before set and then tried to say okay this is a, this is what you're going to get Disney. He's like you paid me. This is what you're gonna get. Then I'm gonna just go straight to work, and that was pretty much it. Like he just didn't give any, give any try this film. Yeah, tired son of a dog. That's your again. I'm gonna be a tired son of a dog. Um, yeah. I I didn't mind him. Um, I, I thought he he was an interesting adversary. I think a lot more his interest maybe came from the the bits that they wrote in. Um, but I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind him. I thought, I, I thought he was, he was right. He, he's the type of character that he's like, I hope you die, and I hope you die painfully for what you, for what you have done. Yeah. Um, he, he kind of, <laughs> yeah. You know, th- there's this weird vein of, and I. I you know, you, you you get it with Lexi's character, the the Red Guardian, um, of the American character versus the Russian character yeah. of a summer. So you got the American Captain America, you got the Russian Red Guardian. Um, I I felt Ray's character of um, was the Kingpin. Yeah. He, he he was kind of like to me, he was a king, kind of like the king. Other than you know, Kingpin's not going around. Um, mentally brainwashing and creating people and oh, but at the same time sitting in that giant office um you know obviously having unlimited financial resources and just kind of that that stance that giant um larger than life bullish stance that the the kingpin has yeah, especially that we got in uh, like Spider Verse, or even in the Daredevil series. I guess, uh, I mean, but I feel like he came off as a weak villain. In my end, I feel like he would be. He, to me, I felt like he was really like a throwaway dude when it's all said and done. So I mean, well, and yeah, it it was. You, I, I, I was fine with him. Like I said, you. More of his menace came from the writing than the acting portrayal. Yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for certain things that they wrote into the script. Uh, you know, oh, you can't attack me because of pheromones. Yeah. That yeah. that was I like, really? That that's I, I, I would have been happier with some sort of like genetic programming. Yeah. Than... It's, if if it's a if it's a pheromone thing, then Okay, why didn't just Scarlet just stand 10, 15 feet away, then shoot him? Which also yeah. didn't make any sense. And on top of that, if, if we're going to overplay into the Theranon thing, remember, uh, Yelena uh, was also in that same program, too, and was very close to uh, close to Drakov during that helicopter scene when she decides to blow everything up. So you would assume her being in that proximity should have disabled her 
and not be able to do what she did by blowing up the the helicopter that they were all on and then yeah solid so again plot plot point again again this is not to nit again if if you want to nitpick on it which the internet probably has already did there's probably Uh, absolutely uh then then go ahead but uh but again i'm gonna not, i'm not gonna hold that to a stance however um we all have to need to talk about uh taskmaster here at this point um, yes let's bring in the taskmaster let, let's just get into it and i'm, I'm gonna start um, first of all again i'm not against jen okay so at, at the end of the day taskmaster in this version was a woman my issue is that with the gender swap because you can totally pull it off. My issue is um, basically they end up pulling another um, um, uh, what was that character in um, Iron? I say was it Iron Man two that everybody was very upset with uh, the Mandarin. They pulled the Mandarin. They pulled another Mandarin in this in terms of the fact that uh, um, that they did a, they poorly redconned this character in the fact that this character was basically just a plot point uh, just a a, a a a human plot point to be moved around an obstacle that just needed to be placed there was no life no no emotional no there was no real emotional life or attachment or any quippiness because um again i'm not one of those people to uh be one of those comic book characters that would go all crazy and whiny about the situation because i understand movies are different but you also have to remember taskmaster's kind of deadpool like in terms of that he's very quippy he's a smart ass he loves his job he loves to be a mercenary and he loves to do the things he do and he has a great he has a great wit and a great personality to him to the fact that you did not get any of this uh through taskmaster which i think was a very upsetting very upsetting to the point that he's nothing but a drone character that just kind of sat down and watched it and was just computer programmed into it i think that bothered me the most about knowing who tat this taskmaster is and on top of that it's also a little sadly disappointing that the actress that played olga karolinko has had some idmb stats she's not like not unknown she was in the quantum of solace she wasn't at the oh you know she was in quantum of solace she was in hitman she was in tom cruise's oblivion so she's very well known as an actress herself she's not probably big but she's 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 had some pretty impressive credit on her own right so the fact that she sat there to be a, a mindless drone to me was very was a very interesting choice. Yeah, my in in, in my in, in in its own right. So I just think this was a very poorly mishap. They they end up pulling a, a, a Mandarin again, and I, I think that's that. I think I think that's not cool on Disney's part to do that now. I, again, I, I guess they're gonna just like with a Black Widow title, they're probably they're probably gonna Disney's gonna probably recorrect themselves probably three movies down the road, and they're probably gonna get the real Taskmaster that everybody wants. But uh, to kind of pull this nonsense again, I think that's not really fair to the comic book fans and then to the MCU fans at all. I think they robbed a really cool character that could have just. That could have done much more of the scene stealing than than even Yolanda's character did throughout this whole entire film. So that's my take on uh, Taskmaster at that point. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with the Taskmaster character. Um, He's a bad. So, listen, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just jumping. 
he's such a badass like his character like he does the photographic memory like mm-hmm. as shown like he he can really he picks up people he picks up uh, everybody's moves very very quickly to a point that he mimics it to pure perfection on top of every martial arts stuff that he loans on his back end but again he's a very quippy dude that just loves his job of being a mercenary and he just he just didn't get that in that film no um it, yeah it was he was more of a threatening like, how it was introduced wherever you just see first he's studying film for reason, some reason that we haven't exactly figured out is watching uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow mm-hmm. fighting. We don't know why, but that that's what he's watching. No, and uh, he's no, watching films. How they got that footage, who knows? But <laughs> he, he's, it's security footage from the airport during during Civil War. Okay, I'm that, I'm good. I'll I'll just assume that because I couldn't explain otherwise either. Yeah. So that that's. That he's watching that for, we don't know why because Scarlett Johansson character is not in in that part isn't involved in that storyline yet. It must have somehow they had some sort of information already that no one else had that the the, the serum was getting sent to to Black Widow from to Natasha from Yesenia, uh, Elena, but. Uh, yeah, I, so that was that was kind of bizarre. You know, that that first initial battle between them, I thought was great. Um, and you don't see Taskmaster for a while. It just shows up, pops up here and there. In is yeah. this menace? But again, another I felt underdeveloped character. And okay, uh, it's the it's the daughter. I I didn't mind the the gender swap thing. You did it in Ant Man and the Wasp with Ghost. Um, I I don't have a problem with okay changing the the origin slightly, changing the character around a bit. Uh, just to for whatever reason, just to kind of it, it works better for this. That's fine. That that part was fine with me, but it it wasn't. He was more of, or she was more of a, definitely a side character, or even more of a background character, just a menace to, because we needed that, since our main bad guy really can't, isn't going to be much of a threat, other than financially. Yeah. And pheromones. Yeah, because he smells good. Yeah. So, I just, uh... Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just uh, again uh, just a, a poor miss opp- uh, opportunity with with that character and you know any comic book fan that has a gripe with this they they have every right to be it's just you, you really miss an opportunity to kind of have a fantastic character on the screen. Not only that, a character that could also be that could also pop up in other films just to cause havoc. You know, you you miss that again. They're probably gonna redcon. They're probably gonna refix this, and we'll get the real Taskmaster maybe down the road, maybe either through a series or something like that. But yeah, that, I think that was just a, a, a tough a, a tough take. I think overall, but um, 
Yeah, I, I just I don't know what else to talk about this film. It, it's just I, I think this again. I think this. Uh, I think overall, at the end of the day, I just think this was a film that came out six years too late. Uh, I, I think due to the pandemic and due to what Disney Plus has done uh, so incredibly well, um, which, you know, I, I want to bring in something. I, I was thinking about this, too. Um, I don't know. And I, I might just be kind of just over, maybe I'm just maybe over overthinking it. it do you do you feel that maybe Disney Plus has done maybe way too of a good job with their series? And I say that because like not only do you kind of get the time, not only are you emotionally getting time to see these characters build, especially within Loki, you're really getting a character destructure. Uh, you're getting a really character uh, examination. Or they're de- they're build they're, they're they're tearing the character down and rebuilding them up to a new a new version, but you're also getting the, you know you're also getting the same money quality too. They're, you know the same kind of money that they're pumping into these films, they're pumping into these smaller television series, and you're almost getting you're getting the same exact quality to the point where I feel like a film like Black Widow. I'm just sitting there watching it, and I'm thinking back to myself like. These, the Disney Plus shows feel f- so much better than this. I just don't, and I'm and I'm sitting here. You know, you're paying thirty. You're only, you're ba- you're basically paying thirty dollars. You're paying thirty dollars just for a two hour film, where I'm paying seven dollars and I'm getting these mini stories that are just a, almost like six hour film altogether. Uh, what's your thought about that? Do you, do, I, I was thinking that and thinking to myself, like maybe these Disney Plus shows are way too good that it could start undermining the films moving forward. Isaac, this just goes to show you how good of friends we are because I was about to ask you the same exact <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, God. Because I was just thinking, what? Is the Disney Plus limited series that Marvel is giving us undermining the movie production? And was I was just thinking, would we be thinking of this movie somewhat differently if we got this movie when we were supposed to last May before we saw WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, and maybe not necessarily... I mean, the film is what the film is. This film has been done, booked, edited, sealed, signed, delivered for over a year now. You know, for for a year and a half, let's say. So the film would never have changed, but would have our perspective of the film and our expectation of the film been different than it is now after seeing WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki... And get, you know, taking all that stuff in, I, I'm gonna say yes. Um, which makes me worried for what's coming. Not so much Shang Chi, because Shang Chi they just produced it, and it's going to follow more in the veins of everything. Um, I, I, my expectations for Shang Chi are a lot more solid than what comes after Shang-Chi, which is Eternals, which is another movie that's been done now for two years. 
and we've been sitting around waiting for. Um, and and frankly, the 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 trailers hasn't enticed me yet. No, it, it was a quick teaser. Yeah, it was a quick teaser. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I I am setting my expectations low for Eternals and hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh, if that, in all fairness, in full disclosure, where Black Widow, I think maybe my expectations might have been too high. Hmm. Um, for me personally, and it was probably pushed even higher with, like you said, the stuff that we've been getting from Disney Plus. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, the Disney Plus stuff, like you said, we've gotten to really develop characters and learn characters, and we still get the action, we still get the the production value, we still get the the stars and the the you know the acting uh, talent that you would get in a movie or you know anything you know anything else bigger budget we're getting on these six hour stories some are going to be longer but right now we've most part they're they're just we've gotten six hours versus two hours and 15 minutes yeah and uh yeah i um i was thinking the same thing i think we might have enjoyed the movie more. Mm-hmm. Again, not saying that I hated the movie. And I know I still have yet to give my my final review. Um, but yeah, I I I think so. I think um, it almost feels like now Disney Disney could start being almost a victim of their own success at this point moving yeah. forward. Yes. Yes. Because again, like you said, you have to continue to match that money financially. You have to continue to match that quality. Like you can't go back because then you're gonna undermine the whole product moving forward. Can't you can't take a step back on those television shows because people are gonna see that and that could hurt Disney Plus moving forward. Just to, to please things in the, in the films, and, and, and this is kind of another reason, especially. Especially when when you have an opportunity to see the Loki season finale, but I, it, 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 they're in a really weird predicament right now. And like you said, um, even you speaking to what you say, the next uh, two films, Shang Chi. I don't think Shang Chi is really going to be affected by this. I think Shang Chi is kind of its own unique thing. Um, so so th- it has that. But then you also look into the internals. You feel like. The Eternals might have to play into a big key role of the next phase in some form. You just don't introduce the Eternals if they're not going to play into a key form. And you know definitely, and I guess we have to see, we'll have to take a, a wait and see approach to the Spider-Man film. But but yeah, it just it's 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 yeah I, I don't know disney's and disney's kind of put themselves in a weird corner now moving forward with 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 their whole production and how everything fits yeah it's <laughs> to quote you it's it's we have been spoiled yeah we why i'm not as worried about the productions that are just happening and are moving forward versus then 
Eternals and Black Widow, respectively, that were done years ago at this point. We've been promised. Now, hopefully, and Feige's been fairly good in holding up to his promises. We've been promised stuff that what's happening on the Disney Plus series will play into the movies, and the movies play into Disney Plus. It will, they will all be married in uh, storyline arc will all play out through each other. If that truly is the case, I'm not as worried about what movies that we have coming up. If that doesn't turn out to be the case, then yes, they will start deconstructing themselves. So, fingers crossed that, as promised, Things will keep moving forward and everything plays into each other. Black Widow is playing into Hawkeye. Yes. But not enough. Well, not only did they play into Hawkeye, played into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because we had Julia Lewis, Dreyfus character. Which I, I said at that point, you know, when we were talking Falcon and Winter Soldier, that we were going to see this character at some point. And, and we did. And it it played out played out better than I was expecting. So that 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 was my absolute kind of key concrete. Mo- okay, here's the payoff. These three minutes. That that that's what I wanted. Quick uh, quick question with yeah. that uh, was Julia uh, Dreyfus character uh, uh, coming back into the fold. Would you be? Would you have been more excited if you had saw Black Widow first versus uh, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or make an appearance, or it 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 it, it still was a interesting reveal? I think maybe I was a bit of maybe a little more confused, or I don't know. Um, hmm, that's a good question because I wouldn't obviously would not have expected it. Like, now I was expecting it. I wouldn't have expected it if I saw Black Widow first, and and then be more excited when if your character popped up on Disney Plus, then it's like, oh wow, then okay, yeah, these are really good. these are connected, but you know, no, yeah, um, it, it kind of a neutral thing, but I think it, yeah, it, it it if the master plan played out the way that the master plan should have played out, and we got Black Widow a year ago. Uh, I think, and then when she showed up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think that would have made it a, a slightly more impactful play than uh, what we got in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where are we going, who? Wait, what? <laughs> Why is Elaine here? Mm, yeah. <laughs> she, she saw the bad dancing and said, I'm in on this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the I, I uh, yeah, I, I think that that would have played out better in that in that a- aspect, but it still plays out well. Yeah. Uh, I, I I still like this mystery woman character that she she's playing. We don't know her agenda. We don't know what you know what's her end game. Where she's trying to lead the what we don't know anything about this character other than we know the name uh-huh. but even the comic books this character has been all over the place no you're right yeah she's yeah so and, 
uh, you know, that that's kind of like I say, I think the future is bright. Yes. I think we're just going through some growing spurts and, you know, some tough times at the moment. But again, now we're talking 24 movies. Yeah. We're not going to love them all. Um, all in all, production-wise, it, it, it's it's a strong movie. I think a lot of studios would love to have a movie of this caliber. In some ways, it reminds me. It reminds me more of them trying to do a Jason Bourne movie, exactly. just was, with the wrong characters. Yeah, I, I was thinking that. Uh, I, I was thinking that, especially whenever you get the the Black Widows all over the place. There's Black Widows everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just again, the, the Jason Bourne characters is that there's those um, Bourne agents everywhere. Yeah. We've only seen two. And here we've only we've seen three. Well, no, we've well I've seen a hand a handful more than that. But because uh, you, you had all the other ones that you know were practicing and show up at the end. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I agree. It's uh, yeah. I, I, again, I, I I I'll actually disagree. I don't think it was the wrong character to to use. I think maybe they should have done a maybe maybe a better story. Maybe they could have done a better story angle than maybe with this. Maybe there could have been a better adventure that could have led to the taking down of the Red Room than than this. I don't know. I just feel like maybe the execution of all of this maybe just didn't didn't flow the way that I hope. Again, it just just goes back to just Scarlet just disappearing in her own film and just everybody just, just hogging up the spotlight on her and on top of everything else. Because I think the Red Room is a very interesting. Theory. Oh, was, I loved learning about that, and I I thought, yeah, especially they they did not shy away from the some of the gritty details of what they did to those girls. Yeah, no, no, they really go into detail. In, in, in the best Disney sense, they they really do. Even that in uh, even something I should probably even the intro that was just creepy and very very Russian like with, uh, yeah. with uh, the Nevada song playing in the background. I thought that was oh just, yeah that that was great. that was brilliant. That, that and again uh, I think that set up I pushed my expectations a little Lee further. Than, yeah, yeah, kinda, I, I needed. To, I was. Ex- in all honesty, I was expecting a very gritty and dark movie, and I did not. Fully get that, and I think you got a safe Disney version of Dark and Gray. <laughs> I I think also they did themselves a disservice because I don't think the discussion was fully had at this point that should Marvel do an R-rated movie? Yeah. And Feige is now you know he's come out firmly to say I have no problem doing an R-rated movie. Deadpool three, let's go. That's always a possibility. But yeah. um, would this movie have played out even better if you'd lifted the MMPA uh, restrictions of it's a PG-13 movie and we cannot go beyond that? Because you could see at times that Especially some of those fight scenes. They had to pull back yeah. because they would have pushed that 
that rating uh, level and it would just gotten too gritty. And I think that's where this movie needed to go. No, it needed no. to get darker and it needed to get grittier. And would have played out, I think, so much better if it had. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. And since we couldn't get that, it just kept tripping over itself. In a way, I could, I, I could see a little, a little grittiness. Um, again, I just, I, I think even if you, you were to even say, even if I feel like if a movie were to get a rated R rated, I think it's still, I still think you still have the issues just kind of not being in her film enough, and a lot of the actors still kind of taking over the spotlight or, or, over her. I think that would just, you would still have that. Again, I think we both agree that there was a reason why they yeah. did the way they did it, though. But again, I think overall, I think, I, I think again, like I said. If this movie had came back and been put in the timeline as it should have been, I think the film would, in my opinion, would have been a lot more of a better film because it fits within the timeline in, in the case. But then going back to what you said uh, when we were off, I can understand. But in the same way, you probably wouldn't. The cast would probably have been a lot more different if they if they did this six years ago. You probably would not have the cast that you have right now. Yeah. Now, but. Which again, it's like would we again that that would have been the trade off. You wouldn't have Florence. Florence Pugh would never have been in the position to play her character, or David Harbour, or Rachel Wise, or Ray Winstone. But I think in terms of just a flow, you would have just made. I think the movie would have been a better. Again, I think this movie would probably looked a lot better. Maybe ten or twenty years down the road, when you eventually, like, if you show this to your kids and you decide to watch the movies chronically wise, like you go through chronically, I think would make, I think, I think the movie in time would probably be a far better movie. But as of now, just with everything that's happened in it, I think this movie just got hurt with just with everything else that's that that's come before the pandemic. Disney Plus has just kind of hurt this film, and so in terms of my. Right in. I think I'll just kind of put this movie in a realm of a six, six right. uh, If we're gonna do time rating, I think it's just yeah, again, not a bad film. I think it's just a, a decent film on on its own part, but it's not anything really great. I think it's just a movie that just six years too late. So you're going like what six point five? Shall we say? Oh yeah, six point five. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. If we're going by a ten scale, I'll keep like a six point five okay i'm i'm gonna give it um i'm giving it a five i i right average um wasn't like i said didn't hate it it's not below average at all it, it's just right down the middle yeah. um which is probably one of the lowest scores i've given a marvel movie but it's not my least favorite marvel movie that that there's still a special mantle for a particular Marvel movie that I've mentioned before. Um, that that is my my least favorite. <clears throat> um, I um, let, let me pose two two questions to you. Yeah. Two questions to you. Uh, I'll, I'll also bring up. I brought up the. Uh, actually, let me stumbling over myself here. <clears throat> so we just gave our ratings. Which we both give it an average. IMDb. Its current score is a 7 out of 10. So close to where you're at. Yeah. Rotten Tomato. 
is on the tomato meter, 80%. So that's above us. The audience score out of 5,000 plus verified ratings, 92%. So we are in the minority of our thoughts. Uh, Most people in general are loving this movie. And I don't fault them. I'm not going to argue with them. I support them because I want to be there. The movie just not bring me there. And here's one of my questions. Is that because we had to wait the extra year and two months for this movie? That kind of maybe our expectations kind of unintentionally grew? Because the longer, honestly, the longer you wait for something and expect something, your expectations sometimes grow. Like, if someone told you you're going to get a really big present for your birthday, you know, if they tell you this a week before your birthday, okay, you get excited and everything like that, but you don't have that as long of a time period as, say, if someone told you six months ahead of time yeah. that you're going to get a really big present. And that, you know, in that six months, you have time to think, oh, it could be this. Oh, it could be this. It, you have that time to build unachievable expectations. Versus if you had only a week, you get excited. Your mind kind of spins and whirls. You have a couple ideas of what it could be, but yeah. you don't have that time to fester expectations that, you know, inevitably something may not live up to. Or it could exceed. Here, here, here's my. Uh, I know where you're going. I think the only. The, I think he, here's the problem with was Black Widow too that also suffered um, because this was a movie that was set in the past. Because again, we already knew the fate of Natasha Romanoff in Endgame, where she sacrifices herself. There. Uh, it would it's, it would be hard to really get now invested in Scarlett Johansson's character at that point because sure. already knew what happened. So anything really happened in this film was really was not sequential. It was just it, well, there it, was no there was no sense of peril. They, there's no sense of yeah. There's no sense of peril, but there's no sense of. There's the yeah. There's no sense of peril because again, in the back of your mind, you know how her character ends. This was just more of a closure of anything. So, nothing really big, unfortunately, with this film kind of moves forward. Only in the fact that, like we've said throughout this entire broadcast, this was just to set up for other characters moving forward. She was just kind of in the background, set up of all these other characters that were eventually may see down the road. So to that, it, it the the fact if anything, this movie my my interest in this movie when it really kind of went down more. I was going to go see it because it was an MCU film and I was these were one of the films I was looking forward to and I love Scarlett Joan Scarlett Johansson and you know I wanted you know as fans you just want to give her respect so this is her finally a film to shine. But it was just a missed opportunity to not release that film six years ago. I think if anything, it, it, I think anything, I think going into the movie now already, I was already kind of down on it because again of everything we went. It's just the pandemic and Disney Plus just only hurt this film even more because mm-hmm. of 
just just the rise of quality and you know the pandemic didn't help so my 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 expectations were kind of in the middle in this film and it exactly ended where it needed to be it's in the middle so yeah my other thing i wanted to play since what if is right around the corner uh-huh. we're under a month away from it what if isaac what if instead of scarlett johansson's um natasha romanoff's black widow being the the main character that we're following in this movie who goes through this mission, uh, this adventure. What if it was Clint Barks Hawkeye that is running this and gets involved in this situation? Uh, I think you that's think- what you're trying to refer to in terms of that. You, you, was that what you're trying to refer to in terms of that's the character that should have maybe been in the movie over Black Widow, was that? Well, when you were talking that, you know, we had a different Avenger. Okay, yeah, that's what you said, yeah, that, that's what I thought. Yeah, back, going back to what you are saying, if we had a different Avenger running, you know, running this movie, if it wasn't the Black Widow, it wasn't the Natasha Romanoff Black Widow movie, right. you could even cat the Black Widow name. Yeah. But if, if was... we interchanged Natasha Romanoff with Clint... Would it have been a better film? I... I, I think not necessarily, you know, it, it, obviously the story would have changed or, you know, parts would have happened the same, but it, it just in general, you know, you, you had Clint's character and we saw things through Clint's eyes and him going back to Budapest because we had mentions about, okay, well, those, those aren't bullet holes. Those are arrow holes. And we started to get a little more about that Budapest thing, but again, still no information on that. Yeah, man. And he meets the new Black Widow, and he has to go and find. He finds out about the Red Room, and he he's the one that has to go stop it. You know how would that played out? I I don't I don't I I think that would not even be great because here's the thing. I love Hawkeye though, but if Hawkeye was put in a position to take down the Red Room, then. We both would be sitting there and saying, why isn't Natasha Romanoff not taking down her own red room? True, true. Because so, so she's it, dead. That would really, that would, you'd just be sitting there, well, that doesn't make, then you'd be looking at Disney and being like, what are you guys, stupid? Like, that's not. Well, no, because then you could have actually had this movie take place now instead of taking place in the past. Yeah, but that, this, this had to be Natasha's story. Like, that. Yeah. That, that's her. That's her whole reason of coming back. Uh, and uh, well, not really. Not even really coming back. She's running away. It's just her. Her fake sister throws her back into it. It's her really. It's her younger sister that throws her back into it. If 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 her younger sister didn't reach out to her, she would have. If you think about it, she would have nothing to do with the red room. If you really think about it, she would just right to duck and stay cover. It's just her sister and the finding her, and she ends up going to Budapest to find her. That was the only reason. Um, so uh, yeah, so so yeah, even that yeah, so even even so, if you if you're really gonna go that 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 would even that would even heck would even make any more sense because again, not only that, Clint Clint has no attachment to that red room whatsoever. No, yeah, yeah. So well, I'll just vicariously through his best friend, but yeah, yeah no, there just, would be. There would be no sense of attachment. Now, if you had told me, if 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 Hawkeye was 
was in this film was Natasha, I think that would have been fine. I think, you know, to kind of, because again, those are, again, those are the two characters that throughout the whole series is kind of misused. It really wasn't a lot. I know that Jeremy Renner complained enough to be put in more, more screen time and through that though. But I think if they, if they, if they put those two together in their own film, I thought that would have been totally fine. And again, you're going to get more of Clint moving forward into the Hawkeye television series, which I think, I think is going to be far more better. Cause again, you're going to have more time to spend with that character and his growing pains and, and, and all the, all the actions that he committed. Uh, throughout uh, during Endgame and all that stuff. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to the Hawkeye series, and maybe that would also help boost some of the stuff that we've seen in uh, the characters. How much we appreciate some of these characters from Black Widow, though. I'm only thinking the one is going to show up. We're not going to see the Red Guardian for a while, if ever. We're you know uh, Melina, right? I think that's her name. Yeah, uh, we're not seeing that character again for either a while or even at all. Yeah. You know, I think you know Goliath. We have yet to see that character come back from um, Sir Lawrence Fishburne's character from Ant Man and the Wasp. Now maybe he shows up in the the third one. Maybe he doesn't. Lawrence Fishburne is in the MCU. Huh? Such a, I forgot that Lawrence Fishburne was in an MCU film. Wow, that's so far. That shows you. Yeah, so it's, even though it's not that long ago, it, so much has happened. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, wow. That was that was only three movies ago. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> wow, not time flies, man. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, that that's. That's my next take. Uh, I guess before we wrap up, I know we. I think we do this for only television shows. Do you want to do like a most valuable actor, actress in 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 a film? I think we for this. Let's, let's do it. Let's that's let's so do it. Who's um, just because I enjoy doing that. Yeah. And and it, I would be. I'll, I'll let you go first, but I, I'd be amiss if I I didn't um say mention somebody. But go, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Florence, come on, it's Elena. It's Elena. It's Elena. It's yeah. It's the one that you want to be. If 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 we were going to do uh, uh what's that what's that game? I mean maybe I shouldn't. You know the whole Mary blank. The uh if we want Scarlet's Mary friend and and farewell. Farewell. Yes, Mary. Uh, Scarlet's the one that you. Uh, Natasha's the one that you want to marry. Uh, but but Florence the one that you want to have fun with, and she's yeah. a character that you that you that she was just fun throughout this entire film. She she also her, just the energy she gives to that character is just incredible ball fire, man. And I'm I'm excited to see her character moving forward into the MCU. I think that's just just she's fun. She's just fun, and she's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Not to to repeat myself, I absolutely yeah. The Ascendant's character, she is she's exciting. She's new. She is. I I liked what the actress and the character both brought to this film, and the expectations that they carry along with them, and um, the bright future that again I think shines ahead of us that they will be a part of hopefully for a long long time. 
So I'm going to go with Julia Lewis Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> what a swerve, man. Because, again, but along the same veins. I mean, we only saw it for a few moments. But the ex again, that expectation and kind of twist of the unknown that that character now really brings. Because you, you get a little more reaction. You, you, oh, it's so weird because, okay, you get from a six-hour series where she's got maybe ten minutes mm-hmm. to this, which is three minutes. But it felt like there was just so much more. Yeah. Uh, there was so much more meat to the this this uh, scene, and you really have no idea. No. Like we said, you don't know what her agenda is. You know where she she's gathering these characters, and where what is her plan with them? Where is she taking them? What is what is? Yeah. Yeah, and, and they're not necessarily the shiny bright example characters. Not not that Tony Stark was a shiny bright example whenever Nick Fury gra- uh, gathered him, but he, you know, you could tell what direction he was mentally heading in. Yeah, I, I, I think what's really interesting about her character too is that because we we don't know who she's working for. Maybe she's working for. Of. But it, it, you do really sense in, in this next phase of the MCU because the Avengers, you know, the Avengers were a team that didn't like to play by the rules. They didn't want to work with anybody. They 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 were t- together themselves. So it, it seems like moving forward that these governments are going to, you know, what based on what everything that's happened between Thanos, between the invasion of New York, between all these superheroes coming in, it just logically makes sense that these governments moving forward are going to want their own super teams. And maybe some of and maybe she is going to be a big player in assembling these super teams for governments that she could sell to the highest bidder, aka Dark Avengers which everybody's pumping up, the Dark Avengers could be moving forward. Uh, we could probably see an Alpha Flight team, Canada's team. We could see Excalibur in Britain pretty much moving forward. Again, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, even U.S. age, even, again, it, it seems like, but for this, it seems like this is our, our Thunderbolts, where where they work with, with, with Ross, with Thunderbolt Ross and stuff like that, which honestly makes sense. Because a lot of you know, it's like, you know, these, are, these guys are broken. These are broken villains pretty much set to kind of do some uh, horrible things. So it only makes sense moving forward, especially the craziness that we should expect, that all these governments would want to start building their own form of Avengers because the Avengers are not going to play. And at the moment, the Avengers don't exist. If you really think, the, the Avengers don't exist at this moment. So everything's in disarray right now. So by so it's going to be very interesting by the time we finally get to an Avengers uh, this new formerly Avengers team is going to have to deal with a lot, not only with ex- outside threats, dealing with time and space, but internal threats from other governments that don't want to play against the Avengers. It's going to be a very interesting to see where this MCU universe moves forward. Absolutely. And let me take it in a different direction. Now, we had Nick Fury assembling... The original Avenger team, he worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., a U.S. government agent. So there's an overseeing government body to that, which inevitably led to civil war and the destruction of 
the Avengers and, and that whole thing because people wanted to control them. She does, you know, Julia Rufus Drive's character, uh, Madam Hydra, I believe it is, right? Yeah. Um, does not, as far as we know now, does not play for a government. She is assembling these groups of characters because you can't call them heroes because U.S. agent, from where we left with the U.S. agent's character, he's not a hero. He'd yeah. like to be a hero. They're all anti, yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, anti-hero. The oh. new Black Widow... They'll, very anti-hero they'll, they'll stay in line that's, that's yeah the they'll stay in line they're they're not villains they're not like i said the super shiny examples of like the original captain america uh, and what thor became and, and stuff but so he's we're assembling a new group that has no government attachment to to now become our our next team i i you know Shy away from Kama Avengers yet, but our next team, uh, our next collaborative team. So this way, we've now eliminated the loophole of falling under the same thing of there's, you know, we had a problem with having government involved last time. So we now, if we remove the government element and we have this independent group, we can move the story forward without kind of possibly running into the same traps like well how is this group getting away with what the original avengers couldn't do so this is how you avoid the sokovia accord uh loophole so that's where i'm thinking possibly that this could be heading Uh, again or she just coming up creating these guys that will be like the the uh apocalypse's uh dark horsemen yeah Who knows, man? Who knows? But and I think that's that's why I say she was the the most variable character because she's now setting up this unknown possibility. Oh. We we don't know, and I think that and that's what got me gets me so excited that we really at this point have no clue where we're heading. We know some of the movies, people have assumed who the next bad is, but we don't know. No, no we don't. And, I love it. No, it's good. It's good. Again, it's 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 very very good of how how they're setting everything up though. Uh, but again, it's something to keep cautious of. Yeah. Absolutely, always, always. Isaac, thank you so much for for coming on discussing this this film. Um, and uh, yeah, we we definitely need to hear from everybody else about <laughs> what their their take on this this latest Marvel Cinematic Universe because obviously we're in the minority yes. um, and I want to hear from the majority. Is there a comment? Is there a comment comment section where people, where your fans can kind of type in their own opinion and stuff like that? You, on you the have... Facebook group is the best place. Uh, yeah. we're, we're both very active on uh, facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Please come on there and let us know. Put in the comments. Make your own post. Whatever you please. Just keep it family friendly, please. That's all I ask, but yeah, I I definitely want to hear from from people. I really do. love it, hate it, please. Yes, yes, no, totally, totally, definitely want to hear everybody's opinions on this. Yeah, uh, yeah, or you put a TikTok and link us to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all over the place, but most interactive, obviously, still is the Facebook. 
in the book of things uh get us on there and uh you know we will we always look forward to to interacting with with you the listener because that's you know that's the beauty of this it's not just us it's everybody and on that note we'll see you soon thank you again isaac thank you for having me man Again, thank you to Isaac for joining us talking about Black Widow. As we just mentioned, find us on the social and please, please, we really, especially this one, join in the conversation. Our main Facebook group, as I said, is Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Let's keep the conversation going on there because there's a lot that we want to talk about on this movie. Also find us on Instagram at Disney Marvel's podcast. TikTok at Disney Marvels Podcast and on the Twitter at Disney Marvels. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and join us every Saturday night for our live episode. Saturday Night Lives, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can do the math for, for your own region, please. Have a lot of fun going on there. And if you miss it, I do put the audio feed on on uh, this the streaming services so you, you can pick it up there you can always watch it later too but nothing like being involved live and ha- joining in on the discussion talking one on one you can also leave a voice message through the Anchor app or website or on your smart device your electronic device and email it or any suggestions or questions that you have email to disneymarvels at gmail.com hey I'd love to answer some of your questions or hear you I want to hear you on the episodes as well Don't forget also to check out the latest Disney Marvels blog on Disney uh, on DisneyMarvels.blogspot.com. Links to all these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. You know how crazy, you know, it's the summer. Everyone's going crazy, unless if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Then it's the wintertime. I'm sure things are crazy there too. Everyone's busy nowadays, trying to get back to back to regular life. Still not ready to get back to regular life. So much going on. The fact that you take some of that time out and listen to us. Maybe you're listening to us in the car while you're driving to work, doing yard work, go before going to bed. Our dulcet tones help you fall asleep. Whatever it is, the fact that we get to spend time together really means a lot. And I really, really, truly do appreciate it. And again, please go on to Apple Podcast rate review the show we have all five star reviews at the moment i I, again over the moon about it keep them coming keep them coming because the more reviews that we get on apple podcast they will do their bit and promote the show and it helps the family grow it helps the disney marvel community grow and it, it just the bigger we get the more the better things will be things are great now just think of where we can go Don't forget also to subscribe to the show while you're out there. This way, like this episode, if things come out a little late, you will know you'll be notified right away when new episodes are posted. Also, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Help the show out. Keep the lights on. Keep these movie reviews coming. And uh, you can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvel slash support. 
or even find our Patreon page where you get some free stuff and, like I said in the past, those special bonus episodes will be coming to Patreon, so look for them soon there. You can also check out our merchandise shop and get yourself some fun Disney Marvel podcast stuff. From pillows to mugs to shirts, hoodies, lots of fun stuff over there. Check that out. Get yourself some stuff. Get yourself some new summer attire. Get yourself some back-to-school attire. I know, those dreaded words. You can find these links all in the show notes as well. Because remember, this show is truly brought to you by the listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there, whatever troubles, darknesses surround you, don't ever give up. Don't ever give in. You are special. You are wonderful. People like you for you. Don't try to be someone else. Things do seem too complicated. It's okay to ask for help. Because people want to help you. Don't ever give up on yourself. Find that light inside of you. Grab it, embrace it, and let it shine to show the world how amazing you are. Be your own hero. Never give up. Never get in. I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. Many times recently we have been asked this question. What is the difference in technique between TV and motion picture production at the Walt Disney Studios? The answer to that, except in the theatrical use of Cinescope, there is no appreciable difference. We go through the same motions. There are just many more of them when you produce for the two media. Again, that's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everybody. And I'll see you next time.